Patty. And Mama Keg. Hi, everybody. And tonight we're doing The Father. Father is a mm. new film that's been nominated for several Academy Awards, including Best Picture and uh, Best Actor for Anthony Hopkins. I've been seeing trailers for this for months and months. I was pretty excited for it. Looked good. Like the cast. Any? Do you guys know anything going in? Yeah. No, not anything. I actually, this was not on my radar at all. I think I saw one movie poster for it somewhere on the internet. Then I saw the cast, and I, I too enjoy that the cast of this so i was intrigued and then i heard what the the premise was and i was more intrigued by it so yeah yeah well here is the premise for anyone who doesn't know what the father is anthony is 80 mischievous living defiantly alone and rejecting the cares of her the carers that his daughter Anne encouragingly introduces as we experience the ebb and flow of his memory how much of his own identity and past can anthony cling to how does Anne cope as she grieves with the loss of her father while he still lives and breathes before her? Mm. So that's the that's what the movie's about. It's based on a play by Florian Zeller, who is a French novelist, playwright, and director. He has directed several plays, but this is his first film that he wrote and direct, so he adapted his own work. It's getting mm. praise across the board. Pretty good for a first-time film, although clearly he's had experience doing other things. Uh, yeah, but other genres, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, pretty much, I think it's 99 on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.1 on IMDb, which is extremely high. Anything over an 8 on IMDb is very high. Yeah. Uh, in the 80s and 90s on Metacritic, uh, user and uh, critical scores are all super high across the board. So, uh, Father, it's about 90 minutes. It's in theaters now. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. So, this is kind of one of those ones mm. where hopefully a theater's by you because... Uh, it is not uh, readily available at home as of right now, I don't think. so. You know why I think this is so high just before we start? I think it's rated so highly because I think that something like this is very relatable to people and it's not something that's so far-fetched that people can't grasp it. And it's you mean a new the subject matter? Yes. And it's a new mm. concept in the sense of seeing something from another perspective where I think people are so intrigued that that's why I believe it got high reviews and you know we'll talk about if we think that that was accurate or not but that that's what I kind of think of it yeah I I think it's I think it's just a really well done piece I mean we'll talk more about it in a second I I think it's too much of a spoiler to say it's a well received even if no matter what we say it's a a well received film for most so uh, Mm. if you have not seen The Father you haven't had the chance to because your theaters aren't open um you know, it's not a ton to spoil per se, but I, I would say wait until you can go see it because I I think it would be more rewarding that way, especially if you don't know a whole lot about it and that's all you knew is that first little intro we gave. I mean, I think I it's... agree. Stop listening now. Yeah, so wait till the theaters <laughs> are open by you if you can't see it, and if it's open, I mean, this is one to this is one that's worth seeing. So we're gonna spoil it now. Last chance. Here we go. We read things here at Films with Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Not a whole lot more setup than I already gave. I mean, we start with Anthony, who is played by Anthony Hopkins, so that's helpful. Anthony, Anthony. Uh, And his daughter, Anne, who are the kind of 1A and 1B in this movie. Uh, We follow Anthony as he ages, and he has uh, dementia, Alzheimer's. I don't don't know if they say which one he has exactly. I think it might be Alzheimer's. 
He's losing his memory and his sense of place and uh, a lot of the telltale signs of misplacing things. Uh, but it's done in a way where we're kind of in his POV for a lot of the movie and the settings around him kind of change and the people have same names and different names. Uh, other characters that come in and out of here are Paul and Laura. It's Rufus Sewell and Imogene Poots. And then Mark Gatliss and Olivia Williams play... Uh, they're credited, I think, as man and woman. In this, they're right. credited as Bill and Catherine. But uh, names kind of change around. Although I think multiple actors play multiple characters with different names, uh, whether they're the same character or different character. Which We're all one's seeing Imogene, from... the one that is the caretaker? The young blonde. Yeah, mm-hmm. Laura, right? Mm-hmm. Laura, yep. So she she's from Art of Self Defense. Uh, one of your one of your favorites, mm. and uh, she was in Vivarium. We did that last year. A lot of recognizable people. It's kind of like you know them when you see them. I, th- I think I recognized everyone in this from something. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it, we're in Anthony's perspective for the most part. We get some some perspectives from Anne as well. Um, but that's uh, we, it's ninety minutes of watching this crazy man uh, try to get a sense of reality and a couple of good gut punches in there. It's enough to start with. What do you think of this plot, Nicole? Well, as I said, I I truly believe that this is getting such high praise because I feel like a lot of people can relate to this, whether it be a personal experience with someone that has Alzheimer's or seeing a loved one just, I don't want to say deteriorate, but like you see the signs. Yeah, Yeah. you see the signs in a lot of people and it's something that has a impactful think part of this world like we hear silver alerts (laughs) all the time in america of elderly people that have disappeared for whatever reason and this is just the start of it you know seeing someone not recognize loved ones or misplacing things not realizing where they are not realizing in in anthony's case that this is not his flat it's his daughter's flat and just those mix-ups as as they build up over time you know it's very difficult to to comprehend so i think that them making a movie from that person's point of view where i can imagine is difficult to get research of you know i think they had to take a little bit of of liberty in doing that because it you can't really i imagine you can't really interview someone with alzheimer's and see what they're seeing is wrong you know what i mean um but put yourself into this film and whether you feel as if you would be Anne or if you are anthony or someone as an outsider like Anne's partner or the caregiver like there you can put yourself in these different people's perspectives and see how difficult this could be myself i put myself in in Anne's shoes in this and I'm just heartbroken and kind of, you know, really upset during the whole thing. I we just as a disclaimer, the three of us saw this movie together. So kind of got to hear the reaction of you guys through this. And I'm not dogging you guys at all, but what I want to say is I heard you guys <laughs> no, no, I no 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 what I don't we- I don't mean this to be rude in any way, but I heard l- chuckles from you guys. And I think it's just, I, no, I know. I, I'm really trying not to sound like an asshole, but I'm not, I'm not saying anything negative. <laughs> I'm really not. 
you, you know, that maybe it's just an, a, a nervous reaction to seeing this guy deteriorate. But if anything, I just wanted to cry. <laughs> like, I couldn't muster up a nervous laughter of this because I'm imagining people in this p- predicament and it's like killing me. So I, well, I, I don't know that it was necessarily a nervous laughter. I think part of the filmmaking process of this movie is that it shows both, you know, it's, it's not just one thing. It's not just one dimensional. I mean, if you know, if you're talking about thematically what it is, it's really devastating, but um, there were some quips in there that were funny. I thought sure. and that it was just that, and that it was, I think it's a truthful probably way of doing that, that it's not all, uh, it's not all one thing. And, um, I mean, there was a lot of reaction. There was a lot of oomph reaction too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to justify anything or anything. I'm just saying that that's, that's probably that, you know. Sure. No, I didn't mean to put you guys down as being not sympathetic. Yeah. Yes. No, I get absolutely it. not. Absolutely not. But maybe it was harder for you to find the humor in any of it. I mean, I think sometimes that that's, that that's true that some people, um, the storytelling, you know, we wouldn't be able to find the humor in it. Mm-hmm. So, well, also, if we're, if we're just... putting our own shoes on, Nicole, you have you had two people who you were very close to, in the same short time period, who were elderly pass away, and I, well, okay, I think you've probably had several people in your life. It's but it's been different, I suppose. And I, I, I guess fortunate enough where like anyone who's elderly in my life who's passed away, I've not been particularly close to, so I don't even have a personal experience losing someone like this. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right. That, that's exactly what I was going to um, lead with in the next part is it's, I think it's all dependent on personal experience as well. You know, seeing that deterioration in, in true time in your own family and friends, seeing that happen can, can cause different reactions to this film. And I totally agree mm-hmm. with you, Mama Kay. There are parts in this where the, the timing is right. The timing is you have to find humor in this so you don't feel so awful watching this. And I can see that for sure. But it's just the, the whole plot of this is sad. It is a sad thing to think about what people with Alzheimer's go through and the family that has to deal with this and watching Anne just trying to keep her life together while dealing with this you know you can only imagine how much worse it can be for some people this this man seems like he might be in the early stages breaking into the 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 next level of of this disease and people that are so far gone that can't do anything like yeah i did see that firsthand quite a bit in my personal experience so it's like Tugs mm-hmm. at your heartstrings with with that kind of thing. So, all that being said, I think that the plot is really a grabber for this. Like, I think that you can really latch onto this and feel what the movie is supposed to be about, and feel what these characters are supposed to be feeling. Um, so, I'm going to give it a four for this. Yeah, I think this is a movie where they've, you know, tried to do these kind of things before, um, and it's a fresh perspective. I mean, it's definitely having it from Anthony's character's perspective. Um, I didn't catch on right away that that's what was happening until I noticed, I mean, for me, the plot and sort of the filmmaking are kind of inextricable. You have to look, talk about them together because I, it took me a bit to sort of catch on what was happening here. I mean, it's obvious what, 
what you're going to be watching is a film about somebody whose you know mental decline as they age is is happening and my expectation that I was as I was going to be seeing what I'm used to seeing is it's from everybody else's point of view of what happens as opposed to actually um, the elderly person so it took me a bit to catch on and then when I did I, I was sort of spending a lot of time, you know, looking for those clues to sort of figure out where we were in his life, I guess. And then I had to stop because it became obvious that it's the journey is not a, you know, it's not a linear journey. It's, uh, it's this thing that it's this big spaghetti bowl of stuff that just keeps, you know, sometimes it's, you're lucid, sometimes you're not. Um, and it's, it's, it's a simple thought and it's something that happens to, to so many people at the end of their lives. But so you would think that the plot shouldn't be, you know, that we shouldn't give much credence to that part of it, but it really is the way that it's filmed and the way that the story is told is just, um, it's, it's magical kind of, and so interesting and so um, powerful. And I think that it's, you know, I don't know how this person, you know, came to this realization, but it feels like something that's uh, absolutely real, that this is, this is a really great interpretation of what that, per what, you know, a first person representation of what, what happens during this time frame. Uh, I'm hot on this. I, this is a five for me. It's the filmmaking part is the big part I really want to talk about, but I'm going to say most of that for visual and sound this is based on a play. And it's one right. a lot of our complaints on recent play films is uh, it's uh, it's hard to adapt to the screen. It's, it can it's be static. stuffy or boring static. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to make creative. And this is an a rare example where I'm like, I think this is better on the screen than on oh, the stage. Yeah. I th I'm, I yeah, think I'm this curious to see the play of this because I don't know if it would be, you know, if it would come across the same. Because part mm -hmm. of the, part of the brilliance of the execution is the the shifting of how the flat is, which I'll, I'll yeah. say that for some visual sound because there's a lot to there's that's that's some juice, right, right. Um, but the, yeah, the plot is it's an unreliable narrator kind of plot, so that's not anything new, and it also hinges on and we're in spoilers a kind of a third, not even a third act twist, a final five or ten minute twist where you're kind of brought into the reality reality for maybe the Finally, first time yeah. or we like, we don't really know. We can, we can also debate on how much of this is in his head and how much is really happening where he actually is during all this. Like we could save that for the end residents and feel kind of stuff, but it's really tricky to have a movie where the whole movie is an unreliable narrator. We know it's an unreliable narrator and the whole movie kind of has that uh, cliche of it was, was it all in his mind? Was it a dream kind of ending? But it, it doesn't feel um, like a cheat to feel it, it actually makes it better, which is that right. that's just a feat. That's really hard to do. Um, but I, I the, and this is also a good example of like the writing. Every time you start to get complacent in a scene or a scenario, a change happens. And when the change happens, it's something like real small and simple. And it's something that where you're like, I, I believe that I believe this. I believe like this is something that someone with it says here he's portraying dementia. So someone with dementia right. would be suffering. The first one is after the intro scene where we don't really we get a very light sense of what's going on, where 
uh, Anne is talking to Anthony, and he doesn't want to leave. It's you know, it's, it's 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 her introduction to things. A lot of small little clues again, where it's not hitting you over the head. Where he's asking to see his other daughter, and then we we know something's happened to the other daughter based on Anne's reactions, but no, never is it going to the dad. You know, you're you know she can't come right. and see you because because you know it, right. it's 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 smarter than that. It trusts its audience more than that. And then we get you know a scene where he's showing kind of like the signs he's opening cabinets and then dances for a minute and he forgets what he's doing puts a fork in his pocket just like you know small things that we all kind of it'd be picture it how it's done and when he runs into the first person who he doesn't recognize in his flat he gives him this thing like oh like we've been together for 10 you and your uh, i'm the husband of your daughter and we've been together for 10 years and he's all confused because the second ago she was talking about moving to paris because that's where we're introduced so we're following his point of view and every time a little a little hit like like we get into the scene, ten minutes or fifteen minutes goes by, and then we all get flipped up, but it's all in stuff that like makes sense. It's all stuff that like uh, it seems reasonable and plausible for this person to experience and the people around him to convince him of. Uh, really right. well executed plot and a really tricky plot to execute well. So I'm at like yeah, a four or five, I think. You start to put yourself into his shoes too, like, okay, he's seeing this and are we on the same page as him are we truly seeing the the truth or is this a idea that he's seeing and it does like exactly what mama k said like in the beginning it is difficult to figure out what's going on there's a lot of things that are confusing and we don't know who these people are yet so we have to wait till the movie progresses to really understand what he's seeing because we don't know how like progressed this is but it's impressive that you can do that and you trust the 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 setups are good enough where you trust what's going on to keep you engaged. You're never this is not a boring movie for a movie that Mm-mm. takes place in right. one pretty much one or two locations the whole time. It's not boring at all. And for some, when you don't really ever fully know what's going on, like I just watched uh, not just watched but last year I watched uh, Capone, which if anyone's seen Capone, it's it's a uh, it's Ugh. the last several days or months or something of Al Capone's life and the whole movie like that the hook is like oh he's tripping balls because he's got a he's in late stage syphilis and his mind's playing tricks on him and that movie's just god awful because it because <laughs> the unreliable narrator but it's done so poorly that you don't care what's happening it feels uh, right. like cliche and over the top and not realistic where this feels grounded and the writing and direction of like all the movements in this small space are so convincing it's just it's 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 a perfect night and day representation of this is how you do unreliable narrator with a twist, and right. <laughs> Capone is not. But uh, you know, not here to talk about Capone. But characters, Anthony and Anne for sure, one A and one B, and then we have a lot of side characters here, and we're not really sh- you know it's hard to say how many are actually here or not. But uh, what do we think of these characters, Mama K? The writing is terrific, the plot is terrific, but if you don't have these two. Uh, as the main characters uh, you're not selling this as much as you did i mean i think there's a trust factor that comes with watching anthony hopkins and also olivia coleman that you believe the unbelievable because this movie is is un it's almost it's you know unnatural so you're you're watching it but you're like okay i'm you know everything he does is sort of unexpected you know he'll like you said he goes for there's a there's a point of time where he'll go and then all of a sudden things flip on on a dime but you are believing all of it 
you know, his range as an actor is amazing, but him as this character is just like, wow. I, I, yeah, I, I, oh, I'm gushing and I'm not, I'm growing up to this. I'm not the biggest Anthony Hopkins fan that most people like. I have one role that I really enjoy him in and that's Remains of the Day. And this reminds me of that character that he played as another remains of the day reference. It's getting a lot of play in these last couple of months here. Oh, I guess so. That's yeah. probably from me, right? Uh, yeah. All from you. I've never seen it, and I'm sure Nicole doesn't. Yeah, I know. Him, so, yeah, but that's the same. It, it's um, this character that he's playing is. I can see it being this. This guy is an older of that character, an older version of that character. So, I, I for me, you know, sometimes I worry a little bit about because he scares me a lot, actually, because of the Hannibal <laughs> Lecter situation. <laughs> Um, so I Probably was a little worried, you know, <laughs> the father and blah, blah, blah. And there is a scene in this movie that um, just, you know, as, you know, part of character development, he seems like he seems like such a, you know, like he's sort of on the edge of maybe not knowing what's going on. And then he flips the script on this young uh, Laura that comes in he's you know super charming to her she's going to be his new caretaker and so he's he's overly charming and so I'm thinking that he's probably done this with other you know oh, caretakers yeah. in the beginning um, and then she's also you know very cute and I think that that's sort of his his wheelhouse for what he likes and then Olivia Coleman's character Anne warns him that you know she she or Laura says something like he's um, he's such a character he's so charming and then she says well not always uh <laughs> Anne's character does and then anthony Hopkins turns around and he's gonna eat her liver with fava beans right <laughs> it was just like i was i was instantly terrified of him as when he made that turn so i i think the characters are striking when you're saying there's a lot of supporting characters there's really not there's like six people in this movie uh, sure i total. mean a lot for being in and, one room but yeah i mean there could be even fewer than six <laughs> right and they're not all in a room together i mean there's generally as sometimes at the most there's three people in a room i think so um yeah, yeah it's the most i again i'm I'm really just it, it is anthony hopkins movie there's no doubt but without having somebody who has like especially the most recent like cachet of olivia coleman uh playing his daughter Anne, i think that you might there might be a loss i tried to think of who would be you know who i would think would be better in the role and there's nobody that i came up with so i like the fact that she sort of has nuances in her character based on what he seems to think she's doing is she the daughter that's going to paris or she's the one or is she the daughter that has been married to mark for 10 years you know uh she's she's different based on who he thinks she is at the time and the same with who she seems to be married to at the time, which is one man, but she he sees them as two different men. Um, and he's, you know, constantly stunned by which one shows up and what's happening because of his dementia. But yeah, and I think everyone took a really good turn. I like Rufus Sewell a lot. I've seen him in a few things and he's he's a little... Um, quirky and intimidating and and the fact that they had him play the role where there's a there's a scene that's got a little bit of violence in it where you know he's do you think that really happened yeah i don't know that that i don't know if that really happened and if if it did happen was it him or was it uh you know the caretaker at we we find out later where he is and is, is it a, is it a later caretaker 
that actually does it. You know, violence against elder elderly people is a thing is a real thing and i think it's way more prevalent than we want to believe it is so oh, yeah we just saw another movie about that not too long ago we did? which one well you were not in the cold but I, I care a lot a lot about elder abuse in there oh i care a lot yeah <laughs> oh right yeah 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 that was that was a lot mental mental abuse <laughs> so yeah um so i think I mean, I think that that's probably, I think, it, I think it's probably happened to him. Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to go with, yeah, I think so. Whether it was that particular quote character who did it or not. Um, so I, I think we have to have, we do have to have a lot of belief in the people that are playing these characters and, and the, and the characters themselves. So again, I liked, I liked them a lot. I'm going to give them a four or five. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins character in this reminds me to a T of my, maternal grandfather and it's so bizarre like i i was very close with him and my grandmom and those are the people that i was just talking about earlier that i have this like residence with this movie and them it's so strange like he looks like him he acts like him (laughs) he was snarky behind closed doors about people like the snide comments that Anthony made to the caretaker, I'm like, that's my fucking pop-up right there. Like, that was him. <laughs> so it kind of, like, just put this additional layer to me, you know, watching made this. made it really believable for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, that, yeah. I can see this happening. Like, that's what made this movie feel so much more real. And I really appreciate that it, it feels real to people. I'm sure there are hundreds of other people like me that have an older person in their life that is very reminiscent in that way. And, you know, him being so not wanting this to happen to him, you can tell that he knows something's going on. And you can tell that he doesn't want to be this way. He's so you know, gung-ho on this being his flat and this being his world. Well, he even says a couple times, you seem to think there's something wrong, but there's not. Everything's fine. You know, right. He even um, says those words. In yeah, his definitely. lucid moments, he still has that firm grasp that I'm sure he once had, but like, he still, he has that uh, mentality still, even though it's, you know, clear to the others around him that that's obviously not the case anymore. Definitely. And you can, you can see in the beginning, it's little things that are, you know, encroaching on him. Like, okay, his daughter is talking to him. And then we see a scene where it's his daughter, but she looks a little different. You know, it's this, <laughs> like it's, a different person. <laughs> yeah. But she still has the brunette hair and the brown eyes and right. the build. And it's like, these little things are just slowly encroaching on his reality. And that's where it becomes the scariest, I imagine, for these people is, you know, you can't tell the difference between what you're seeing and what's real. So I think right. that him playing this role is perfect. I think that he does it very well. I think that he makes it very believable to us that this is probably what it's like for people that deal with this disease. Like they see things that are a little bit off and they can't imagine why and they can't see the reality, you know, what the difference is. That scene where he gets abused by Anne's husband is very hard to watch because exactly Mm. what you said, like this happens if not worse to so many people and the fact that they added that 
very interesting because it just shows how easily these people are taken advantage of. It was such a small thing, too. It yeah. It was so fleeting, but it's very powerful, I think. Oh, certainly. Like, it wasn't even, like, a big slap. Like, I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to be, like, weird about no. it. Like, it wasn't even, like, a big deal. It was, like, a little couple little, like, smacks on his face. But that's because that, that man was was in power. And you can be in power of someone like that because they don't know what the fuck is going on. And that was very difficult to watch. Um, But that just adds to the acting of this. Like, I think that everybody did such a great job in portraying the role they were supposed to. I think that uh, Anne, the character Anne, was really good, too, because, you know, she is really trying her hardest to keep things chill with everything. But... Just, like, think about her. <laughs> like, she was making the... Whether she is or not making this decision to go to Paris, we really don't know. Um, right. But if she is, that's really hard. And, you know, people could see that as her being a shitty daughter and running away from the problem. But people that have family members that are in Anthony's predicament, like they need to have sanity themselves and need to live their lives at some point. Whether I agree with what she would do or not is, you know, whatever. I want. But she was clearly conflicted too. I mean, it's not like she was, do- I don't think he even saw, if we're seeing it from his perspective, it's, uh, she's conflicted about it. There's only, I think, I think one scene where it seems like he sees her as being callous, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think he, we I don't know whether we recognize it through him or whether they're telling us the truth, you know, of her character that she was conflicted. So she doesn't even want to put him in a in a home or or a rehab or anything. Like she doesn't even right. want to do that. So in the beginning, yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. And you know, luckily me not having parents in this situation where I had to make these decisions. <laughs> um, I I hope and pray I never have to be in that situation, but I can only imagine how difficult it is and having to continue on with your life and having this this thing you have to deal with is a lot. So she portrays that person very well, that we feel for her. We feel bad for her, but we want her to do what she has to do. So I think that they are very well casted. Um, I think they did a really good job in casting someone else who looks like her to be like the nurse, but also Olivia could Williams, be the, good choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she could also be the daughter, but she could also be someone else. And you know that that slam that we get with the other daughter that passed away, and he doesn't remember. Like all these things are just a culmination of sadness, but everybody plays it so well that we can still see a glimmer of hope for some reason when we know the, what the outcome is going to be um so i'm going to give the characters a five yeah I, for anthony hopkins i think a lot of people uh, i think the, the layman would say he's a really great actor and then some more a more critical person would be well since hannibal he's played hannibal in different versions for 30 years like he's always a, right. a, a, a charming psychopath kind of guy where you don't know if you should trust him, but he's very—he's clearly very smart. But he might be kind of the—he might be the bad guy, or kind of like a like an anti-hero guy. Uh, and I think that's not—that's—that's that's not totally unwarranted. And I think this—I'd have to think hard, but this might be his 
best role. I think I might yeah. like this over a very long career with a lot of with a lot of prestige. I think this might be the 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 best. I think he's peaking peaking at the at the end here. So it's I was really impressed by him more so than I've been since maybe ever. I don't know. Like I think Hannibal's a good character, but he's really not even in that movie that much. It's just kind of more iconic. I liked him in Westworld. He was in uh, he's a very fun character in Westworld, but that's again similar uh He's he's a similar kind of character, you know, the charming charming psychopath guy. Uh, and then but Olivia Coleman. of the day. I mean, you know. Okay, again, yeah. never seen that. I don't know how many people <laughs> in our audience have seen Remains of the Day, but uh, it's it's older older film. But uh, Olivia, and then Olivia Coleman, who I'm still I'm still shocked and glad that she's people like the like again the layman knows her now because she's Academy Award winning. She's on The Crown, but like she was a, yeah. like a people I don't know if people know she was like a small time comedy character actor for like most yeah. of the, the what's that movie like, that I, we saw her in that we loved so much? Uh, uh, I two love the years favorite. Ago? The, the favorite. favorite. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I didn't know you That's that where one. I know her from, actually. She's yeah. really good, too. And there's a show in that we watched a season of called Broadchurch, which is a British mm. show. Um, like a, And that's she was really good in that. So I'm glad she's getting the recognition and the parts she deserves, because she is fan, absolutely fantastic across the board. Again, I don't know if this is a career best for her, because I think she's had she's had such such, such high points already, and I, there's more mm-hmm. to come. So our leads crush as I expected them to, and I think, you know, top, top tier. Uh, and then our, we, I guess we have really four car- other actors giving smaller, different performances. The ones that, the one that stood out to me was that most was the Imogene Pooch scene, the scene with that Monk already talked about i think that was one of my favorite smaller ones where he's he's put on the charm and then uh, ann's got the skepticism and then he snaps on her she got she's Mm -hmm. uh imogene's got good reactiveness to him the whole time you know walking between because you kind of treat them with kid gloves when you're in these situations at first because you don't know how far they're gone and when they're acting silly you're like oh you treat it like a six-year-old act silly and then when they snap back into scary adult man then you're like oh Mm -hmm. shit i think it's it's, you know it's much more complex than you're used to um the two other men characters paul and bill are pretty callous for the whole movie no matter who they're portraying the other men in this film are pretty uh are pretty cold um and not receptive. I mean, they go from aloof to callous. I think that you know. I think the Bill. Well, yeah, Bill? they're always it? between neutral, negative, and full on hostile. Yeah. They're never. It's they. The only warm presences are the women. Who even Catherine right. is not always, but like the the what women think provide that some means? sort of a warmth. What do you think that means of of what men see this? Is, is it what men see this as is different to women, or is it because they're not related, or what? Well, it seems like he was a guy who was like the patriarch. He had a lot of, he he seems like a guy who had it together before he lost it. Like, and he, and he had, he has two daughters, so he doesn't have sons. So he's probably very protective of the, of his daughters for a long time. And you know, his, yeah, his personality type, it seems like he was the alpha in charge. And now that these other men, younger men who know, they know what's going on and he doesn't fully understand. Mm -hmm. He, he feels very threatened by that. And also functionally, they're not caretakers, so that's I mean, right. Well, the one is literally a caretaker by profession, but uh, I don't. Uh, well, it's never good at it, right? But how how we don't we don't see that till the end. So we and don't he doesn't probably that. see that either. He probably sees Paul. Yeah, Paul, whatever the hell his Bill. name is. I think Bill, Bill is the Bill. Bill is the caretaker, literally. But again, yeah. But the the one the that's the thing is that, that all the actors that aren't Anthony go by other names throughout. I think even Anne. Is Anne always Anne? Because sometimes Catherine's Anne, but Anne is always Anne, right? Anne is always Anne. She's never anybody else. Okay. But Catherine is sometimes Anne. Anne is never Catherine. Yes. 
Okay. Anyway, and then Laura is pretty much never actually Laura because she's other. She's the other women whatever uh all the side characters do well i think we've we've praised the characters enough here yeah i think i gotta give solid senko i I wouldn't change anything about Mm -hmm. any of these i I think all all the smaller parts are like four is career best from hopkins top top tier from coleman as usual so yeah no no complaints not 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 nothing i would change about the performances uh visual and sound for a movie that takes place in one two maybe three at most locations (laughs) a lot of visual and sound goodness in here uh, back to nicole I think that the characters were probably the highest for me, but I think that the visuals are very close second to me. It's amazing what they can do with one flat and one hospital room. You know, just watching Anthony see Anne come and go from, you know, walking outside and coming back in. He recognizes her outdoors, but when she comes in, she's the different person. Like, it's really just fascinating to see how different he could see these two things the biggest thing i'm sure we all feel is we talked we briefly talked about this scene we didn't i don't think we wanted to spoil anything from what us talking about it but yeah, we didn't go into much detail one thing that i noticed immediately was seeing um in this flat the the original kitchen scene that we see from Anthony's perspective is completely different than what the kitchen actually looks like in this flat. And I wonder if that gives us an indication of when Anthony's health started to, to deteriorate something that he remembers very vividly a kitchen that he was in before. And that also translates into the scene, to me, it translates into the scene where he sees his daughter that was in an accident, the one that he misses so dearly, I forget her name right now, but like that, that there's Lucy, Lucy, I think there's a certain point in people's memory that deal with this disease that like they remember so vividly, but everything else after that becomes very blurry. And I think that those two things correlate with each other to be like one of his most vivid memories. Um, so that was very interesting that they picked those two things for him to remember. Everything that comes with, you know, the the visuals of what things look like in there and him thinking that it's his place, but it's not. And, and all are like really interesting perspectives that they give us i just think that they really did a great job in giving us what anthony sees versus what's really there the other thing that sticks out to me is one particular scene where they're her and uh what's her husband's name Anne and her husband whatever the guy mark that, mark they're having a discussion without him about him putting him in a home is it and mark? then or paul. paul i don't know which I think one it's it paul. is that I think, I think that Paul. he's getting confused about Paul being the gentleman in home and being France. the guy in France. Oh. It's the same guy. But I don't think we ever see the France guy. In we don't. Because no. I think by at that point, he's he's never seen the France guy. He's yeah. Seen, For a minute, I thought Paul. that Rupert was the France guy. And then I was like, why is he not Same. French? Same. But, yeah. I think he's, he's confusing us, which I think is just brilliant from the movie perspective. But um, <laughs> yeah. Them having the discussion about putting him in a home and at the same time he walks in and they have dinner there, blah, 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 they have the dinner. And then it happens again 
but like the dinner plates are on the table so it's just replaying in his head and the whole scene is happening again and it's like god this is so fucking confusing and we're just watching the movie we're not even the people that are experiencing this like how hard is it for this guy and something like that is really striking so i think that they did just a like an amazing job of putting us in anthony's shoes of how hard this can be to keep your everyday life intact and you know he wakes up and he's in the pajamas he's going to bed and he's in the pajamas again but midday he's changing (laughs) but he's not but the woman's coming and oh my god like there's so much to talk about so I'm going to cut mine here at a five for this, too, because I just think it's so much and it's so good. Yeah, this is a solid five, too, because this is just what makes this movie. Um, it's all the choices. It's, you know, by saying that, you know, he the kitchen that we see in the beginning is a completely different kitchen uh, in, quote, reality, which we don't really know that that's true. But uh, it's it's really not a completely different kitchen at all. It's just the same kitchen. Uh, but different design, like the design stylistic, mm-hmm. the design aesthetic is very different. Um, and it feel, and it's the same way with the house. First of all, can we talk about how awesome the flat is? Because I would live there, even if it was schizophrenic like that, going from one design to another. But it was the coolest place. But having such a small window of of opportunity to change, you know, what things look like is it's brilliant and i think it's probably uh, kudos probably go to the editor for this because the way that there's only so many ways you can shoot this because you're in this you're in this flat and even though it's changing all the changes um up until a point are subtle and i think once that once the large picture is removed from the wall is is very um it's a visceral thing for me like that's a major change that's when things really start unraveling and going downhill and then you know he sees he has the memory of his his daughter who's dying and um it's just very you know up until that point there's a lot of the changes are really subtle and then by replaying i'm glad that nicole brought this up because i'd forgotten about it but by replaying that same scene a second time with changes, just mm-hmm. that right there is probably like the best piece of filmmaking about how, what it's like to have dementia and lose your mind and not be able to have a real touchstone with reality. So there's a lot to go on this and blah, 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 blah. But <laughs> we could make a whole thing about just the, this part. <laughs> Yeah. And, and well, and, and then the music, you know, he's very in, he's very into his music. And so that's a big piece of it too, because he listens to different types of music. And I think that that is very, you know, that's very uh, telling about where he's at in his, in his, uh, in his journey. So uh, yeah, it's a five for me. Music, I was gonna even, I almost forgot about the music, but like what it's a good device to immediately put us in his perspective because when the thing starts, we're seeing the we're going through the apartment for the first time, the flat, and he he we hear the music playing, and then we get to him with his headphones on, and he takes the headphones off, and the music fades out and stops like we're taking like the audience is taking the headphones off. I mean, just you know, sm- right. again, I always love talking about the small tricks, the small tricks are the best part of filmmaking, and that's well, that sets immediately you up puts for us in knowing. His shoes. Exactly. It sets us up for knowing this movie is going to be from his pers- 
perspective. Right, like this movie is going yeah. to be not just about him, but from, we are in in a sense his first person perspective. Uh, yeah. So that I, you know, small tricks like that with are good with the sound. My favorite of all the yeah, the we've talked about the set changes and like the subtleties. The hall is my favorite. Um, every time he goes in the door in the hallway, it's always the same to hallway. So bedroom, you can tell you it's the same. No, it's yeah. the hall, the hallway between yeah, the bedroom and the kitchen and the right, the right, right. Because um, yeah. you see him walk in one door and out the other, but we get that one shot of the hallway. Like if you're standing in the living room and looking towards the door, you come in. Like we get that shot a lot, and it's always the same place. But the, sometimes the colors are different. There's a few things different. He even points out at one point, "Who moved these paintings here?" Uh, but right. That's that's my favorite area to like re to orient the like when this is or when when he's remembering what he thinks, and as it slowly changes, and when we get to the end, when he's in his inevitable place, we see the hallway again. Which leads me to what I think right. is really going on here. Um, but the, yeah, the hallway is my favorite of the set because the kitchen's very effective, especially when he's opening the cabinets so often, and then we'll come back and the cabinets are all closed, or more are open, or you know, he we saw right. him putting the fork in the pocket at one point. Then he, we find forks and spoons in other places, like all all good small uh, uh, visual tricks to keep you oriented with this character and understand. Just to cut you off there. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but uh, to add on to that, that is, you're right, that is a great place to have a placeholder because there's another scene where he opens a door and it's a closet, but we open it, the door another time and it's a hospital hallway. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the same place, but that, that hallway in the flat is like his key to all these other other different places. It's, it's just where Yeah, the hallway seems to. like seems like a big link between the different places where he's been over the past I don't know how many years but like it seems like Are you years. talking about the front door vestibule like where is that what you're talking about It's a hallway Yeah I, it's a it's a dark like it, where people come in like there would be a table you'd put things on uh-huh, if you walked like the in the foyer. door Yeah it's a dark foyer like a foyer yeah Yeah it's a like, dark yeah, there's is that door. What you're talking about We're fixed on the front door okay. and there's two doors yeah. on either side like a hallway Yeah okay yeah. Yes. Got you. Got anyway, you. I think that, and I think you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Is the hospital scene the only full like trippiness to this? Like otherwise, he's moving from room to room. Even if he's move, even if his mind is shifting, he's moving to the same couple of rooms. The hallway is the only time we truly depart the flats in quotations until the end, right? I think so. Yeah, the only other time is when he's looking out the window. So yeah, he I looks mean, out the window. The other, which is always the same. Well, as she's area too. It's never a different area. Well, she's at the grocery store at one point too. So well, we get that's another thing. That. We do get small glimpses of her not being around. Right. Him. Like there are times when he's right. not in this in the frame, and it's her talking to her current husband or someone else. I yeah. don't know. I and at those points, it's usually that, really pedestrian. That it and those those points I I some I think like is this uh what's really happening right now that is right. if I had a maybe it's a small critique but I I I don't know what's happening there and if if you're gonna use those scenes where he's not in it that should be an orient either an orienting scene or like another clue dropper scene maybe I just missed it another clue dropper scene that things aren't as what the, uh, what they I seem. mean if we're talking about this that guy that's that smacks him that she's with that could be the guy that she divorced and is now moving on from him and moving to paris a lot of times when it's the two of them alone that's what it seems like but then that would also orient the scene in the past 
which is not how I took. I get a visual times of five for me. It's 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 very strong for being so small. <laughs> Let's move into this ending here, so we can talk about this. This part I think is like a good ending part to talk about, and that's uh, the end reveal of all of this, or not even not an end reveal, but he's in uh, the final time we see him is we he's in a uh, old folks home, uh, and he's you know in one of those you know little rooms, and it's all it's the outside's got the tr- like a tree right there, and the birds are chirping, very kind of typical and the we see the two people who have kind of been shape-shifting the most i guess bill and Catherine, and they are caretakers at this home uh and he she comes in and she's kind of his nurse and gives him his daily pills and he's asking some of the questions he's been asking throughout the thing although he see this seems to be his most deteriorated state of the of all of the whole time right uh and then we yeah we also get bill co- comes in at one point and then he we, this is also where we're starting to see he's having um and this is common with dementia alzheimer's patients too where they have a uh, like childhood flashbacks like he he starts calling for his mom like that's a very common right. thing people revert back to their childhood selves um so that's the first glimpse we i think that's the first time we see him not not only not know what's going on but revert from being an adult and so this is yeah clearly his worst state. Uh, we also get a couple of our clue shots, like there's some cabinet shots. There's the the hallway or the foyer, or whatever you want to call it. We get is in this old folks' home. It's you know it's right. the same it's the same set. I, I think it ends it, does, it ends here, doesn't it? It ends with him uh, mm-hmm. crying crying out in confusion. Basically, we get the final word from the nurse that. Uh, she is indeed in Paris with a new a new uh, boyfriend, husband, and she comes and visits him on weekends or every other weekend or whatever. But uh, I think that's how we end, right? Uh, there's no other stingers. I think that's we conclude with no. kind of this sad little ending. Oh, what do you think of this uh, ending? Okay, and overall, doesn't feel well. I mean, this ended where it needed to end in order for us to make sense of what is going on. Because I think there's so much of it, like I said, that I was trying to figure out and watch for clues and all of that, and then I just had to kind of go along for the ride because I realized uh, I was in his brain, and we were just going to have to be him for the movie. It's for me. It was really. A captivating story and I think I was looking at it from a storyteller point of view I mean I've definitely had loss in my life and and I just don't I I really approach this in a in a different way in a different manner I think probably than Nicole did and I was transfixed by the story I was really when you try to tell somebody about it, I've tried to tell a couple people about it and they're like it sounds terribly depressing and maybe even boring. And I'm like, I didn't feel like it was either one of those things. I felt like it was just a great piece of storytelling from a point of view that we just don't get. And it's hard to emphasize how not boring it is. Like it's hard to emphasize how, how it, yeah, because it sounds like it's based on a play. They're all in one room. There's like six people and it's all confusing, right. but it's not, it's not boring at all. And it's very like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of, it's such a feat. And then you have listeners who are like, yeah, I've heard you guys review things that used to be a play. It never goes well. So it's this like, is the, okay. I can confidently um, say of the past, this, whatever four or five play movies, this is the best one we've done in whatever yeah, I mean, this is one of this is one of the best movies I've seen in a while, and um, it's. I'm hoping that you know. I know that it's got really great reviews, and it has all of this you know hoopla around it. And part of it, sometimes I I think that that happens now because people only go to the movies to see things that they really want to see, if they can even go at all. So 
I'm like, uh, I know it's, you know, critics see films no matter what, but, um, you know, the layman is it's getting really good reviews because those are the kind of people that would be seeing this movie. It's not general public, you know, use because not everyone has really does have access to it. So I'm hoping that's not the case. I don't think it's the case because I think it's a really good movie leading into my resonance and feel. I th- my resonance and feel on this movie is a five. I think it's just, you know, it's been such a drought that it was really just nice to see really great filmmaking and acting and storytelling. I still feel like an asshole because I did not mean to take away either of you. I didn't even address that. I don't mean to come off. No, I think it's fine that you brought that up because, yeah, because I didn't want to come off as being, I don't, it doesn't matter. I mean, I think that it's fine that you took it that way and we, you know, and we saw it that way, but it's, and I don't take offense at that. So don't worry about that. Okay, and good, I, was, I don't because... I don't mean to come off as as like edgelord guy on here, but like I like I, I enjoy the dark the dark humor. I genuinely think that uh, some of the darker subjects in life can be turned humorous, and that no, that is, that's fair. Or some of the most brilliant comedy comes from when, and even she, at one, I think at one point, Anne kind of chuckles because you know, to an outside person who doesn't know he's going through the horrible illness, he does some funny things. Like some of the things he do, does are peculiar and funny, and even when he doesn't mean to do, and it's because of a horrible disease. It's a humorous situation, you know. There's there. Right. I think there can be humor mined out of the darkest places, and that's. I think that's a good for me. It's a good thing. I know uh, you and I don't always see eye to eye on uh, on the darker humors, and you you tend to have a much more humanistic approach, I suppose. But I, I I like to think that if I were in such a horrible scenario, I could still make people laugh, even though my brain's scrambled eggs. No, like. you're right, and it's <laughs> all about how people deal with these situations. So I completely understand you know what what you say by that and he does do things that are comical and you can look back and be like yeah that that the person is still there like he is still him sometimes other times he's not and that's where you kind of have to get into the mindset of people that have dementia like they're still there they're still a person but they have these other things going on in their head that that they can't make themselves who they who they are so that's what i think that they brought to us in this i think that they are showing like yeah he is still anthony he's still a father and he's still grieving over a daughter he's still dependent but he's still independent like all these things are are shown in this movie and we have to put ourselves into this into this movie as like okay this guy is dealing with stuff the dog like Anne is dealing with stuff and it creates family problems and all these things like it's a very difficult situation but i think that they make it so believable and they made this movie so realistic that it's a lot to take in and it it's a lot to put into an hour and a half like this is x yeah. years that people deal with this stuff and for us to feel these feelings after an hour and a half i think really speaks to how this movie was created and the people that played these roles so i have to give it a five for my resonance and feel too like i think that the it was cast correctly that people who can give these performances that feel like that person could be me or that person could be my mom or that person could be my grandpa or my dad like you could feel that and i really appreciate the way that they made this 
Yeah, this is a and it just the resistance field is is tough because I, I think you know as a, as a filmmaking I've already kind of said it's it's quite an accomplishment in the feat. Everyone's firing on all, all cylinders from in front of and behind the camera, uh, and that would smack that emotion out. No, I don't want to discount it too much for not hitting that with me as much too, just because you know I I it's not. I've never experienced this personally, what he's <laughs> not only what he's going through, but I haven't had a loved one who I was particularly close with go through this. I've known, you know, extended relatives or some mm-hmm. family friend kind of stuff, but nothing, per, nothing super personal. Uh, and then the other thing I, and now I kind of remember what we were, um, what we were getting to before in the visual and sound. And it's, this, this is. A, I want to ask you guys this before we wrap up. So the whole thing at the end here is that he's in this this home, and a lot of the visual cues to, cues to me tells me he's been in this home the whole movie, except for I would say the very first scene where she comes in and he's sitting in his chair. He gets up, goes to another room, and sits in a chair and kind of like uh, drifts off in his thoughts. At that point, the flat looks a little disheveled, looks a little dirty, looks a little uh, worse than it does for the rest of the time. Where for the course of the movie, the flat, for the most part, seems to be in good shape. In that first scene, it looks a little disheveled, and that's also where we first hear about her moving to Paris and the new boyfriend. And that's kind of our bookend, is where she has gone to Paris with the new boyfriend. The whole middle chunk, it, to me, seems like he's been in this home this whole movie. All the people he's interacting with, and included, mm. are... The either his memories replaying while he's alone, or the caretakers acting in a part to comfort uh, do that. Where like if someone calls you, oh, you you you're my son or whatever, and you're really not, you're the grandson or whatever. You're just like just go along with them, just don't say too much, and just kind of let them. Easier think. to do that, yeah, right. But in this, we, that also adds to his ever mounting confusion because when you try to play along and you're in different stages, you don't always know if you're playing the part in this to- in the time period that pertains to what he's remembering. And that right. comes with a lot of the confusion of like, oh, we've been married 10 years. Oh, I'm not with anyone, dad. Oh, she's still alive. Well, she's not alive anymore. Like, oh, you're living here now. No, you're, we're still in your old flat. Like that all, that all uh, adds to his confusion. And it's my only problem with the Olivia Coleman scenes. It's, it's an, it's, it's a bit of a nitpick because it's otherwise very strong, but when it's just well, her it's a balance, what is it? Yeah, No, it's a balance of trying to keep yourself sane and keep the person sane. So you have to, to decide are you going to go with the flow or are you going to be constantly correcting this person and making them upset it's yeah. all a matter of love and not hurting someone it, it's hard yeah, right i mean it's it's also the caretakers who are unclear on how much they truly care in fact you know, at least one of them might may be abusive but when we get the and scenes with devoid of him they seem like real what they're re- they're really happening and if they are really happening it seems like they're happening before all of this happened which makes it hard to remember that when Anthony Hopkins is on screen, I and in my belief he's in the hospital the whole time, and now we're cutting to like an uh, related but not at the same time kind of flashback, and nothing really tells me that other than I think Anthony Hopkins is in the hospital all the time. That's my only critique about having Anne be alone, you know, more than a couple times, and me not getting the feeling that she's in Paris with her new boyfriend, but that she's living her old marriage. Uh, so, I, what, do you guys have any cl- closing thoughts on how you think the timeline of this goes? Where is he the whole time? How much of the how much of Anne is really there, or other characters? Uh, Nicole, real quick. I mean, as to keep it short, like I agree with you. I can totally see that it was they had this discussion about nursing home way back 
and they she decided when she was leaving she's doing this he was in not the right state of mind she put him in there and as the nurse said she's been gone for months and i truly believe that i think it's very similar i think maybe the the shifting point actually was her going to get the chicken i think that was the only time when she left the when she left the apartment to get the chicken that was the that was the last like real thing that happened and then everything after oh, that, that was her was... going to paris but she was saying sure dad i'll get the chicken dinner and then he remembers yeah the chicken dinner right and then they keep talking uh, about this okay. chicken dinner and there's no reason to keep talking about it except for chicken dinner means paris so it's like um okay i think that, right. that was probably the end of it so that's very i mean that was very close to that same time frame so yeah no that's sim- similar but i that, that, that that's some good clues i could i could see that being the case i don't know if the director or writer had a true answer in mind but uh yeah. we're at the end here we've run a little long because we had things to say but that's okay um, okay <laughs> you gonna recommend the father i'm gonna recommend the father i hope it gets a wider release for people to be able to see it nicole yeah i totally agree i think everyone would benefit from watching this yeah very three very strong recommends to the father uh of the oscar front runners i this and one other are the ones i'm pulling for and i think this is the one that has a better chance of actually winning although i don't really know if that's gonna be the case. i think i've seen all the best picture nominees at this point oh no minari i gotta see minari uh, it's, yeah, get on it pay so much money for it but we'll, we'll get to minari uh <laughs> it looks it looks really good uh so yeah three strong recommends for the father this guy also uh, one last thing this guy is his directorial debut he's i think 41 so he's wow. a young guy he's already written a ton of plays last guy who was a big playwright for you know a decade beforehand hand and then came out with a giant film that got him academy award nominations was uh sam mendes who i am a big yeah. huge enormous fan of i'm thinking other british playwright guy or not british uh, european like he's french but and sam mendes yeah. is british but uh european playwrights who get their first shot at a big movie it's it's huge and then they make movies every couple of years and sam mendes uh, even though he doesn't have much of a major style that distinguishes him from other directors he just always creates super high above average stuff that i, I love quality things so i'm hoping florian zeller is our next sam mendez in, in that sense because uh more more from this guy for the years to come if he's if he's that young i i'm looking forward to more and uh that's gonna do it for the father uh we got a listener suggestion coming up in a few episodes we're crunching through a few more like oscary kind of movies as well as some new streaming releases but uh, we're going to keep the listener suggestions flowing. We're going to get to more of those as the time goes on. If you have anything to recommend to us, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook, reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Thank you guys for being on The Father. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off. Saying thanks for listening and enjoy your Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Delesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.